Welcome back to the People First Podcast. I'm Andy Rowe and as usual I'm joined by Brook Street brand leader Lee Passingham. On today's show we're going to be interviewing the founder and CEO of CV Library, Lee Biggins. Lee's going to give us an insight into how he started the platform and then how you can stand out and maximize your chances of finding a new job. But before we get started, make sure you've hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever device you're listening to this on because we release an episode every single week. Once a month, Lee and I get together and we interview an industry expert and every week in between, we release bite-sized episodes with amazing advice from some of the best recruitment consultants in the UK. If you follow us, you won't miss an episode. Today's guest is huge for us, the founder and CEO of CV Library. This is going to be really interesting. There should be some great advice on how you can make the most of your CV in a very competitive job market. CVs, it's a hard one because it's like such an essential thing. It's the key that unlocks the door, but you've got to have the right key. Yeah. Where do you even get started? If you were sitting down to write a CV now, it seems like a simple thing. Put down your experience and that's it. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Put put down where you worked and your experience. But there's things that are going to help you get your CV to the top of the list when a recruiter searches for you. Don't you think it's the same as when you have an interview? You know, you think about someone's attention span and how quickly that you have to get that. You know, getting your CV to the top of a list is one thing. Once you're at the top of the list and they've got your CV then in front of them and they're looking through it, they're going to be either switched on or off within the first, I would say, 10 to 15 seconds of reading your profile at the top of your CV. Yeah. First tip, always have a profile at the top of your CV. Yeah. And I would also say with that profile to not be too wishy-washy with it. Yeah. So many people say that I'm a determined team player with great communication skills. Get a little bit more specific with it. And creative. And creative, yeah. Yeah. And honest. I think, you know, it's an opportunity, isn't it, to show something, Mm. maybe something a little different or something that will make somebody think slightly differently. And the cool thing about this interview as well, we're talking to someone that started a massive company. Yeah. I'm not just looking for CV tips and things are going to help me unlock the door to get a new job. I'm also looking for a little bit of inspiration from this guy because it's like, I want to be him. How much money has he got? (laughs) First question, Lee, how much much corn you got in the bank, mate? It seems like such a simple platform. It's a CV. Like he didn't invent CVs. Mm. He didn't invent a CV library. He invented CV library online platform that millions of people will probably use by now. Imagine timing it so that you came up with that idea. Like, yeah. what are you doing to put yourself in a situation where you've created a platform that's making yeah. you millions? Oh, he's going to tell us today, isn't he? Well, we can bring Lee in now and ask him all these questions. Lee, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Thanks for having me. No problem. So you started CV Library, what, back in 99, 2000? Yeah, I had the idea. Uh, end of 98, 99. Started the business officially in 2000, although back then we were an LLP and... Um, it's probably more recognised from the limited company, which we did in 2003. But yeah, we were back there in, in the early days, just after Google. Just what, after Google, timely. What was the light bulb moment? Uh, the light bulb moment was, was simply looking for a job. And I was in the labour industry. I was a carpet fitter working for my dad and decided, you know, I think I could earn more money in an office. And uh, lots kept going wrong on site and it wasn't ever our fault. And I got frustrated, so... I thought to myself, why don't I go and look for a job? And I was going to go to all the recruitment agencies and post my CV off to all the employers. 
And I thought, this is crazy. This is going to take me ages. There must be an easier way. And Martha Lane Fox had just floated lastminute.com for about 500 million. And it was all on the news and the radio. And the internet was all coming along. And I thought, well, why don't I build a website where I just put my CV on there and everyone comes to me? And it was as simple as that. So I went out, bought the internet start Bible, bought a computer, because I hadn't really used a computer at school, and went down the pub and asked anyone if they knew how to build a website. And that's how I got started. I found a business partner that built uh, an amateur car website, and we set about building a CV library. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Great story. So you basically... Simple as that. <laughs> and, and it's such good timing as well, because... You know, I think they talk about someone tried to start YouTube back in the day, but like Wi-Fi wasn't up and running. Really, it wasn't that it wasn't that easy to watch videos. Or when you started, obviously, like the internet was just starting to grab hold, wasn't it? It, it was, yeah. And you know, it was a unique idea. And by the time I'd pitched it to what became my business partner for twelve years, um, I realised there was about another three or four sites doing something similar, but more job-focused and um, CV database-focused. But yeah, timing really was everything. I mean, it was a novelty still to go and visit websites to do things in a different way and be disruptive back then. I know you still have those breakthrough disruptors these days, but you know you could do it on a very small budget. We borrowed £9,000. We built the site. We advertised it in various different newspapers. We spent a lot of money offline rather than online, which was probably a mistake in hindsight, but... It, it worked nonetheless. So, yeah, I think people just came and uploaded their CV as a novelty as a, a different way of job seeking. And obviously that led to people realising how much easier it was. And here we are today. It's quite a simple idea, isn't it? Was there ever a tendency to try and, I won't say boil the ocean, but, you know, people come up with ideas and businesses all the time where we're trying to do everything for everyone. But CV library is pretty much what it says on the tin, right? But it, was there? did you have to niche it down or was there a process involved in making sure that it was simple and under, easy to understand? No, I mean, that's a really interesting point. We actually started off with just a CV database. You just uploaded your CV as a candidate and then actually we added the job board two years later. Um, and in hindsight, I never would have called it CV library from an SEO point of view. If I'd known we were kind of <laughs> going to become a job board, which we were categorised as much later on. But actually, in the past 23 years, really, it hasn't changed that much. If anything, unfortunately, applying for a job has become much more overcomplicated because not only do you just hit apply on the job board now and it just fires off an email to the recruiter, you usually get taken off to an external apply URL which you have to fill in multiple forms to complete your application so in some ways externally from from our site we have gone a little bit backwards and it's quite frustrating and we've done many many things over the years to try and refine the actual search and matching Uh, but from a recruiter perspective everybody still looks at application numbers so the job boards are all encouraged or incentivized to make sure that we have the application numbers there Although we love to move to more of a quality model, which I, th- I think, as we have paper performance now, is starting to kick in. Do you know how many people, how many CVs have been uploaded in that time? Do you know how? Do you have a rough idea of how? Like, have you got any stats for us that show you know how big CV library is? I could tell you we have about eighteen to twenty million CVs on the database today, and we register about. Roughly register and update about 300,000, 350,000 people a month. So it's, it's big volumes, yeah. It's probably 
uh, a big chunk of the working population on, on CV library. So question from me then, because that's a lot of CVs. It is. Um, and one of the things that we want to try and help our candidates understand is how to make their CV stand out. You've obviously seen a hell of a lot of CVs in your time. What would be your one sort of standout piece of advice that you would give to candidates around their CV? Well, I think the first piece of advice that well, any recruiter and anyone would give is be truthful and uh, don't lie on your CV because it will waste a lot of time in the long run. But in terms of actually from being standing out from the crowd, I think the recruiters know how to refine their searches. They're, they're busy people. They know how to come into the database. They know how to search. So, you know, there's not just one thing. There's a, a few things, but making sure the CV is passable and it's in a solid format in Word or PDF. Make sure it's mostly simple text because it's not just recruiters searching the database. A lot of recruiters employ tools or an ATS scan that CV to then pass it into a system. So making sure it's readable is absolutely key. And then I would say making sure you list things like your, your key skills in there because recruiters search on skills. They, they don't search for lots of fluffy terms as perhaps they did 15 years ago. Someone's not going to search on looking for a good communicator. They're going to search for more hard skills like you know what CRMs have you used, or what technical skills, what engineering skills or design skills you might have. So it's really important to get I can't emphasize enough about getting your skills in there. Also, it's really critical that people understand other variations and synonyms of their job title. I mean, we see some pretty creative job titles out there at the moment, and I'm sure you have fun um, with your recruiters back in the office and seeing what people put. But, you know, things like cashiers can call themselves customer ambassadors and, and all sorts. But I think it's really important that you have the alternative job titles in, in your CV. If you're not sure what some of those job titles might be, search for your job on a job board and actually have a look at what the other recruiters are putting in there for those job titles in that advert. And then making sure you get them in your CV is really key because it's all about textual matching. They're not going to read lots of long sentences. They're going to look for key skills and making sure you highlight them in your CV is really important. It's a big key, isn't it? Because recruiters do search for keywords, don't they? They do. They do. That's They search for job titles mainly, and they're adding key skills alongside. They're not going to put in lots of fluffy stuff, and be, it would just turn hundreds of thousands of results. They, they want to get like their top 10, top 50 results. So make sure you repeat the keywords in your CV. Don't keyword spam your CV and try and beat the machine because that you know, can work in reverse and not help you sometimes. Just make sure you've got five times, if, you know, your current job title. If you're looking for that job, I'd expect you to put that job title in your CV, you know, three to five times. Really? So that helps for when people are searching it? It does help. Uh, no different to if you search, I mean, it's difficult. I won't compare ourselves to Google because they're probably the most intelligent search platform in the world. But if you look at how you search on Google and you look at, if you're looking for a website and you're putting a term in there, usually the site that comes back is the site that references that term the most times. It's really no different when a recruiter searches for CVs. So as far as like when people are applying for jobs, is there anything that people should be aware of when, you know, if, if a candidate's applying for a whole lot of roles? Yeah, I think, look, um, recruits get very frustrated 
with what we call serial applicants that will just come on and because sometimes it's so easy to apply they'll just apply for everything just like candidates get really frustrated when they don't get a response uh, to say whether they've got the job or been accepted or you know they're not qualified for the role so what i would say is whenever you apply for a job make sure you know if you, if you have the opportunity and the website allows that you you attach a, a cover letter which explains why you want the job and that you, you know you've clearly understood the job and you're qualified for the role and state why and then not in every case but often i recommend that you try to tailor your cv towards that role as best as possible making sure again you highlight the skills required for that role i don't think you need to go as far as completely changing your cv for every job you want to apply for but just make sure there's there's a match there because you know it's a two-way street candidates want to apply for jobs that on paper, they look like they're right for, and recruiters want to find CVs that look like they match the job description too. Do you know what sort of skills are, are going to be the most sought after? Like, let's say if you were a candidate and you were out of work at the moment like, and there's something you could go and train up on, what do you guys reckon that would be? Oh, gosh. I'll, I'll be honest. I wouldn't give a very qualified answer, so I'd rather, I'd rather not answer. There's a lot of roles that are hard to fill out there. For instance, even with our with our own experience, finance is very difficult to find even low-level professionals in finance right now. Some of those industries are seen as perhaps maybe a little bit dull to the new generations and they're, and they're not going into them. Yeah, finance is definitely one of them. There, there is many others as well. Tech and IT, you know, people are reskilling now. Yeah. I would have said there was all, there just seems to be forever shortage in IT and I completely agree. And there is... There is a lot more modern technologies coming in IT and some of the other ones are dying out quite quickly. So you're absolutely right. Reskilling, I think, is, is really important. Yeah, it's quite interesting also the, the lower level finance roles as well because you can, it's not, I wouldn't say it's easy to get into those roles, but like some of the role, those roles you don't need to be, you don't have full qualifications, do you? No, and companies are, are willing to have people study and train whilst they're in employment. The salaries becoming more attractive in in some of those sorts after areas as well. Lee, thank you so much for coming on the show, mate. Best of luck with your endeavours in the US as well. Thanks very much. Thanks, Lee. Thank you both. Cheers, mate. Wonderful weekend. That was really interesting. Really good. What was your big takeaway? My big takeaway, I think, is about the number of times you have to reinforce something in your CV. So your job title, for example... The fact that you have to have that in three to five times mm. and also different variations of. That seems like quite a basic one as well yeah. because if you're, you might only have had your job title once, you might have got promoted to that point. So you might have only been brand leader once, yeah. for example. How are you going to put that in your CV yeah. three to five times? Well, maybe you put it once in your profile. Yeah. Maybe you put it once in your actual job description, yeah. but how else are you fitting it in there? I know. So you've really actually got to think about that. And then also the, the variations. Yeah. As you said, there's different variations for job titles now that you, you thought like a customer service call handler might not be Absolutely. called that anymore. So you've really got to make sure you search and find those different job titles and you can find them by searching for those jobs online. So search and see what, what are people actually calling your job now. Yeah. So that's a really important one. And then also the skills bit, communication. I mean, I hope you've got good communication, but it, when it comes to when a recruiter is searching for a CV, they're not necessarily going to be searching for communication. No. You've really got to be specific and go for hard skills as well as soft, which is what Lee said, isn't it? You know, you've really got to, really got to get into that. Let's talk about hard skills because yeah. some people might not understand the difference. 
So hard skills are actual things that you yeah, have done. I've done rock solid. Yeah. yeah. So things like let's say if you're talking about um, your communication skills. Yeah. Where were you communicating? Was it was that was that call handling? Was that yeah. on the phone? Was that using uh, a special type of Email, program? Text, WhatsApp, exactly. Phone. Well, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever device you're listening to this on. We release an episode every week, whether it's bite-sized bits of quick advice to help you find a role that might be one or two minutes long or a longer interview like this one. You can also follow us on TikTok for loads of great advice as well and visit brookstreet.co.uk to get in contact with your local branch. Brookstreet.